0: Good afternoon, everyone. We're glad you're with us on The Chat. I'm your host, Rod Henry, and this is a, a segment, an episode of The Chat, where we we talk about people making a difference in the lives of other people. We talk about a vision. We talk about what they do and how they do it and, and how they came to uh, give in or uh, to the calling that God had put on their hearts and what they're doing in the part of the world they walk on every day. And I'm really glad to have as my guest in studio today, a good good friend of mine, the pastor, my pastor of Living Hope Church, Pastor Ron Allen. Pastor Ron, good afternoon, good sir. Good
1: afternoon, Dwight. Good afternoon. Thank it's good you to be for here. being here. I know oh, you all have pleasure. plenty to do.
0: My and pleasure. I, I want to, we're going to talk about the ministry that, that you had up at Living Hope Church, but I want to talk about also, Pastor Ron, your calling. You know, how you came to know that that's what you were supposed to do with your life and how. How your life before that led up to it? So let's go. Let's go way back, okay. back into time, <laughs> if you would. And uh, you know, you—it's uh, it, uh, obviously uh, you had a ministry now uh, that uh, not only uh, you minister to a lot of people through church, but uh, a food ministry has a food ministry, a jail ministry. You're involved internationally, all uh, two, or three places all over the country, contributing to local ministries here. Uh, Bible school, life school, it mean, just—you know—could you have, you know, when you started this outreach in your home, <laughs> you know, I know you couldn't have imagined that. But I want—I want to go back even further than that first meeting of Living Hope Church in your living room, and go back to when you were a kid. Okay. and uh you you uh how did you become exposed were, were, tell me about the home you were raised in and the spiritual emphasis placed on your home life and your as a child
1: well of course you know Dwight, our testimonies are kind of similar in regard to uh we started in the projects you know the housing projects government housing and uh my father was disabled and so um uh, we thank god you know we had a warm place to stay a roof over our heads and and uh Ultimately, we were able to move out of that, and my parents got a home, but church was never really an emphasis. Now, when we were, I was born in Michigan and, and raised a few years there. When we were there, my mother was very active in church, but when they moved back to Tennessee because of my father's health, uh, um, they needed to be with family. She eventually got out of church. So literally from the time I was four or five years old till I was converted in 1979, um, didn't go to church that much at all. I mean, just very scantly went. And uh but uh in nineteen seventy nine I accepted the Lord. You know, after he dealt with me, I felt drawn and, and him convicted me and dealing with me for months and months and months and just kept putting him off kept putting him off and, and I wasn't I I I didn't get converted in church. I didn't accept the Lord in church, wasn't saved in church. I I was actually everywhere I went it was like someone was preaching to me, witnessing to me, testifying to me. Every time I turned the radio on, somebody was preaching. Every time I turned the TV on. So one day I just knelt at my living room couch and there and said.
0: As you a know, grown man. Yeah, I was 21 years old. Yeah.
1: I said, I don't know, Lord, if you're real. I, I said, I really don't, but I just feel something you're drawing me. And, you know, I think it was, some, it was someone on uh, the television was leading in prayer. And I prayed the prayer to receive Christ in my life. And man, from that time on, it's like 40 years, 40-something years ago, my life has just been a blaze. It's just been wonderful, great. It's been a joy. Uh, you know, before I accepted Christ, I was in a bar band for about five years. I was Every, gonna ask
0: you, so there were some, by the way, we're glad you're with us on the chat this afternoon. I'm visiting with my friend, my pastor, Pastor Ron Allen of Living Hope Church and talking about how he knew and knows that he's doing with his life, what God has called him to do. Uh, four or five years old, when and between that and twenty one, you weren't in church that much. No. You did have some activity. No. I mean, you know, talk about that just a little bit, because I mean, there may be people who feel like, well, I just, uh, you know, I just been out there. I've done too much. I've, I've been here. I, there's no way no. for me to get my life. Talk about talk about between years four and five and twenty one. Well,
1: you know, in that in my course in my teenagers, I started playing in a band when I was fifteen years old played in my first bar when I was fifteen and uh, good thing
0: they didn't card you. No, they didn't card me. I guess I
1: looked older than I was, but started that did that for around five years. And uh every Friday night, Saturday night. You know, th- and and that that uh, you know that, that you can be crystal clear and clean and but you still need the Lord. It doesn't matter, you know, I, I happen not to be. Uh, <laughs> but uh you know, and then when I accepted the Lord, um I mean, we started trying to find a church and found a great church home over at Westview Baptist Church. We were there for about four or five years and loved those people. They welcomed Beth and I. And and, uh, and we actually got gotten married when I was 21, and, uh, or when I was 19, and a couple years or so later, I accepted the Lord. And then we found this home church, and it kind of took off from there. We just had a great, great life. We've had a great life in the Lord.
0: You know, you mentioned you mentioned your years in the bar band. Yeah. And I remember my early exposure to you in terms of ministry, and then you didn't come to to Christ, a personal relationship between you, 21 years old, um, the, um, was when you were a praise and worship leader in another church in town. Yes. And, and, and wow, and an anointed praise and worship leader. But little, I mean, it's wonderful to serve an all-knowing God. Mm-hmm. Little did you know <laughs> that your love for music and your involvement in music Yep. In that bar band or have you came again, you God would take that very talent and take that very ability, and, and you know, you were being unconsciously prepared, you know, for doing it. Isn't that amazing? And I it, mean, how, how how did your love for music start anyway? Well, it,
1: it you know, it, I, I'd always loved music when I was little, when we were in Michigan and my mom went to church. I sang in church, they would get me up at right? church conventions, yeah. I mean, and I can remember just as a four or five year old singing, you know, he's got the whole world in his hands. And, but when I but after I was converted, obviously I had some talent there and some giftings that could be used, and we helped start a, a church there. And, and well, it's the Engrafted Word Church now. Great group of people. But but when I helped start it, it was Cookville Christian Fellowship, and uh, and we, I mean, and it it was just another great experience, you know, with with the Lord. And but uh, you know, Dwight. To those that may feel like they've gone too far, you have never—you're never too far for no. him. You're never too far out for him. You know, you're never too dark for him to get you light. And just humble yourself and come to him and let him bless you.
0: Yeah, and from there, and I want to pick up uh, this with a part of the conversation that when we continue from there. At age twenty-one, when in your home you kneeled, you accepted Christ. You found Westview Baptist Church. Then you're involved at Critical Christian Fellowship. You're led to start a church that you started in your living room and your life has gone on and on and on in that direction. Not yeah. without challenges. Oh, yeah. Not without problems, not without need. But it isn't it an amazing thing when you say yes to God and and start moving your life in that direction. You you had no idea and no. you made some big decisions. I want to talk about those. I mean you you were a fireman for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, your wife worked full time, Beth for a long time and uh and you, had to, you decided to leave those things to pursue what you do full-time. So right. let's talk about that okay. when we come back, okay? Right. Happy to have you with us. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. My guest, Pastor Ron Allen of Living Hope Church. We're back with more in just a moment. Thank you for staying with us on the chat. We're glad you're here. We're talking with Pastor Ron Allen and uh, and have heard some interesting things about early life where church was not a priority when you're growing up. Nope. But at 21 years old, you went through a season in your life where it just seemed like you couldn't get away from it. No. People would come up to you to want to talk about God. You'd turn on the TV. Somebody was preaching. You would tell them, and it was like the Lord dealing with your heart. And finally, not five, at age 21 or so, I think he said, you yes. said, okay, God, here I am. I uh, received Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and your life began to move in a in a different direction. Now you met, you talked about that a little bit earlier. Okay, so you now you're 21 years old, and you are so you're uh, so now you you feel like you need to find a church home, and you mentioned Westview Baptist. How did it happen that you ended up there? Well, actually,
1: in another thing Dwight that happened there uh, when I was uh, 19 years old, I did I was hired at the fire department. I started working at the Cookeville Fire Department, but accepted the lord when i was 21 and beth and i just started going around looking for churches we didn't have a clue you know we didn't know really where we fit or what we need to do but so there was a church right across the street from our house we thought well we'll try it after after trying a few others so we went there and and gosh just loved it you know the people there accepted us and loved us and welcomed us and really pastor ed malone was our pastor at that time great bible teacher it founded us and established us in the grace of god and and uh, we just begin to realize good things because what, even when we were growing up and we didn't go to church, you know my my dad came from a church of Christ background, and my mother came from a Pentecostal background. Ooh. so if you could imagine <laughs> the the discussions uh-huh. that would be ha- that our families would have at Christmas time and thanksgiving and and uh I have already even though I didn't know the Lord, I'd already had a lot of preconceived ideas about him. And whether it was from one denomination or another denomination. And you know, someone may be wondering, well, which one is right and and you know, the, the the real quick answer to that question is where do you fit? I think God raises up these denominations and different things to where people fit, where they'll go. As long as they're preaching Jesus the Christ yeah. and risen from the dead and Jesus is Lord and you know, they believe in communion and, and water baptism and following the Lord in his commandments, you know, then Go just don't don't argue about where. Just find did, your place. Did, and did the
0: impact the Parker Rath right every second? Uh, your dad was church cross background. Mom was a Pentecostal background. Uh-huh. Did those discussions, those agreements, and our disagreements, did they have an impact on you one way or the other? On did it did it, it give you an interest to draw closer? Did it kind of drive you away, or did it have an impact at all? Well,
1: I think unconsciously it probably sowed seeds into my life. Yeah, uh, but the. But it really was a problem because uh, when I got when I did become a Christian, when I really got serious and accepted the Lord in my life, I thought I already knew everything about God. You know, I thought, well, you
0: know, i heard from both sides. Granny
1: said this. Yeah. and Papa said this. And Mom and daddy said this. You know, it's like, you know, and you get to the place to where you become so self-righteous. And so I really had to learn. I had to unlearn a lot of that and let the grace of God teach me. How to function and how to live, and to see that his grace was a lot bigger than my finite brain could comprehend. You know, his mm-hmm. grace was was bigger, and and his love for people was greater than I had ever comprehended. And um, but, but really, the I guess the 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 good part about that is is um, uh, in, in kind of a funny way. You know, it taught me what I didn't want to be. <laughs> what I didn't want to be. You know, and I didn't want to be so denominationally um stiff and dogmatic that you know you couldn't embrace people that were hurting and wounded and felt like you were better than other people or something i and you know the the blessed part about it the churches that i've been a part of as much as before christ days i wanted to they're not that way god's people are not that way they realize where they came from and you know they realize that god's mercy is rich and good and so uh so that was a real eye opener for me to see the goodness of God's people and what what he had done in their lives.
0: You know, and so there you are. You're 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 a Christian now. You find Westview Baptist Church, which happened to be out right across the street from where you live. Ain't God good to give you a close church <laughs> you can just walk <laughs> yeah. to it. Uh because I know this about you, you you begin to Teach a Sunday school class there, yes, and it began to grow and yes. begin to prosper and you, and that was was that your first quote unquote ministry assignment, if you will
1: well, actually, right there, I got involved in a lot of ministries, I was so thrilled, I was radically saved, I mean I was converted, accepted Christ, I mean it was like someone flipped a switch, I was just so loved God and I got involved with visitation, I got involved with the choir, I got involved with Sunday school i just I just could not sit there and not. Let my light shine, so to speak, and so I did get involved and in, in started teaching a Sunday school class, and it grew and evolved. And I, I don't, I guess I did that a year and a half, two years. And um, but the, but the, that's when I think I really began to realize that, you know, there there was a unction or there was just something there that I loved being a firefighter. I mean, I I loved my family, I loved my life where it was. But it was just like there was something there that was drawing me deeper, taking me higher, taking wanting me to wanted me to do something. And so
0: I and, and as you got involved there at Westview in these various ministries, something in your heart, like you said, you knew that you knew that that you need to walk more into this. Yeah,
1: and it's amazing to write the people that God put me with. You know, it's amazing. I know everybody in town knows Ron Chambers, you know. Ron led the music there at Westview and Man, I mean, I learned so much from him. Even though I'd been in a band, I learned so much about God and God music, you know. And, and then a, a fellow by the name of Horace Pennington, who used to be a barber here in town, he was my visitation partner, one of the greatest, to me, one of the greatest witnesses. He loved just evangelizing, going out and talking to people about the Lord. And it was like God hooked me and him together, and I learned so much about that. He, and Horace loved Sunday school. It was like his passion Sunday school, and, and I learned a lot about it. was amazing as I look back on that how God began to teach me things about church that you know I never really dreamed I, at that point in my life. I met you, would have never you'd have blown me over with a feather. I never <laughs> dreamed I'd be pastoring a church, I just it just never crossed. But you my were
0: mind. learning about various ministries in yep. the church, yep, yeah, various ministries yes. in the church,
1: and that's the way I, I've discovered, you know, Dwight, if we'll just relax. God will use where we are to teach us where we're going to go. You know, yeah. He'll use what we're going through today to prepare us for tomorrow.
0: You know, you you and I have talked about this term before, and I look over my lifetime now, and I, I think you'll agree with this. Uh, I had a pastor when I me use the term unconscious preparation. Yes, that's so good. You know, God was using all those various experiences you were having there at Westview in the various ministries to unconsciously prepare yep. for the direction he'd move your life. God was using you when you were standing up there in, in Michigan, you said singing, he got the yeah. whole world in his hands, <laughs> probably didn't even know what you're singing about. Right. And then and then your music in the bar band, he's getting you ready for what he had for your life. Yes. And, and he's gone on from there and he's been faithful. We're going to come back and talk about the beginning of Living Hope Church and some other things okay. about your journey when we get back, okay? Right. Hey, we're happy to have you with us today. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. Stay with us more for the chat. Welcome back to the chat. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. We are visiting with my good friend and my pastor, Pastor Ron Allen of Living Hope Church, who all the way from uh, the bar band, <laughs> even before, I didn't know about your singing abilities as a child yeah. singing. He's got the whole world mm-hmm. in his hand, not, not to not having very much, as you said by your own words earlier, uh, very much of, a, of an emphasis on spiritual matters in church as a child, 21 years old after... Uh, the Lord deals with your heart. You receive Christ. You find Westview Baptist Church. You get involved over there, and then then you move more specifically into the music ministry there at what was then called Quivil well, Christian, Christian Fellowship. Fellowship. Yep. and and basically that began your became your primary focus. Yeah,
1: that's kind of I guess where my public ministry, if you want to call it that, began. And uh, but but one of the things while while I was doing, and this is this is so good, it's so God. Uh, just after we helped begin that church, I started Bible school, and um, and I actually and I worked at the fire department. And you know, when you work at the fire department, you work twenty four hour shift and you're off forty eight. It's it's still a lot of hours that you give. Like I said, I loved being at the fire department. Had a great captain Earl Cowan, one of the greatest leaders that I. I mean, he taught me so much about leadership. I mean, he was just a good leader. And being under him for twelve years, you know, uh, I learned a lot about managing people, just people skills. And uh, but during that process of time, I, I I started Bible school at Impact International School of Ministry in Huntsville, Alabama.
0: You weren't pastoring, you no, I n- you you were involved in ministry, but you weren't pastoring. No, I
1: wasn't pastoring. I had started uh, leading the music and praise and worship at Coop Christian Fellowship, but then had a desire to learn more, and so uh, was able to get my a ministers of theology degree there. And then once I um finished that started working toward my bachelor's degree, which I did finish later, but but the good thing God is so good, Dwight. Uh McCoy Shelton, uh Mayor Ricky Shelton's father was the fire chief and uh, and you know, during the day at the fire department, um uh, obviously there's fire hydrants, water pressure testing, you know, training Things that you do, you're basically busy all day long, map studies and everything. But after five or six o'clock in the evening, I could work. Do it. they? They would allow me to, you know, sit there and work on a lot of my Bible school classes. And and so it's like here I am learning all the things about the city. You know, I'm learning, I'm learning streets and I'm learning things about city government that I didn't know about county government that I didn't know about national government that I didn't know learning about leadership skills from just practical everyday life, everyday people dealing with situations, having good examples of men that were mentors to me. And, uh, whenever, and, and as I look back on that, Dwight, you know, God was preparing me then for pastoring people, dealing with people. And so, uh, I was at, uh, Coop Christian fellowship for 12 years and, uh, and, and, you know, that was a, that was a, an amazing experience there. Uh, just saw such growth, you know, started that, started that church with just two or three people, you know, two or three families and it evolved to a couple hundred people and, and, uh, maybe even more than that, maybe more than that now, I don't know, but, uh, but it's a, it's a great church and great group of people there. And then we went up to Monterey and, uh, were associate pastors up there for about a year. We worked with Pastor Basil Phillips there as associate pastor for about a year. And we kept feeling like we just needed to come back and do a a Bible study. Getting a little bit ahead of myself because when I worked at the fire department, Dwight, um, one of the things, obviously I was working at the fire department. I was working at the church, helping out there. I was working on my degree. I was very busy, had three young children. Very busy, had a lot of irons in the fire, and uh, but one of the things that was always there was I love being a fireman. I think, you know, what an honorable profession, those men, what they do. A lot of people maybe don't even understand the work that goes on there and just this, the, the pressure and the trials, but I loved it. But being a firefighter is almost, a, it's more than a job. It's a lifestyle, but so is in the ministry so i never could get that i just couldn't rest in that i knew there was more i knew there was a, a a a deeper calling yet i knew that there was something there and and so but but god was so good he put so many good people around me to help me to steady me and and i listened to him i tried to listen to him you know and uh, but it was a the last two or 3 years there at the fire department it's like i could not rest hardly in in my life because i knew that next phase of ministry and what God was calling me to was coming.
0: But, and, but what you were experiencing there, not only you were involved in ministry, you were around people who were your mentors as far as ministry is concerned, but then the leadership skills, the working with people skills, the interaction with different personalities, all those kind of things you would need. Yeah as you stepped into what you're doing now were happening to you and proved to be very valuable experiences Into where God led you. I mean, he was, he will use, that's that's an amazing thing. He uses all those things yes. as we look back over our shoulder and we maybe enjoy what we're doing for a while or, or not. And or when we, and then we go, oh yeah, well, that really makes a lot more sense yeah. now. I would have not been nearly as equipped for what I'm doing now had it not been for what I've already experienced, including including the mistakes that we made. Yeah, and
1: you know, like, simple thing as, like driving the church van. I drove the yeah. church van. Well, guess what? Because I was a firefighter, all the streets, I knew where every street addresses yeah. were. I knew where things, it's like yeah. I could get to people and pick them up quicker than anybody else. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just That's simple wrong, things. Dude, he's a firefighter. Yeah, simple things like that, that, um, you know, that it's just amazing as I look back on that how God has, you call it unconscious preparation, I yeah. think. How He's, how he unconsciously prepared me, but what I would say, and this is something that very, very valuable, is uh, enjoy your journey while you're on it. Yeah, there you Learn go. Learn while you're at the place that you are. Because God is using that place to prepare you for the next step,
0: and what you're doing is important. What you're doing matters. Yes. And, and and you and I love what you said. We've got about a minute left in the show, but what you said is is that we 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 try to get in the world sometimes where we say, "Well, if I, if I can just get past this, then I can enjoy yeah, it. Uh, if this or everything be happy." No, mm-hmm. be in the moment, enjoy yes. the journey. Yes,
1: and that's 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 what I would just encourage our listeners. If you're trying to find your place or where you fit or what your vocation, your calling, where you need to be. Enjoy the moment that you're at and just realize if there's something more there, you'll know it inside of you. It's like, you know, there's more for me than this. And and I'm not going to belittle where I am. I'm going to enjoy and appreciate where I am and, and get to where I'm going.
0: And I'm going to do the best I can. Yes. I'm, I'm going to believe in God. I'm going to trust God and and know that uh, and just be prepared for, for what's around the corner. Yep. When we, we're going to do. Uh, you're going to be with us next week also, mm-hmm. and then we're going to talk about. Uh, you know, okay. Then you had to make some decisions about. You know, you knew something was going on, but then that call for they calls for leaving the fire department, yep. stepping out, starting this church which you started in your home, and we'll start that journey next time. Okay. Yep. Hey, we uh, thanks, Pastor. I oh, appreciate you me. being with us. My pleasure. Appreciate you also. Join us next week same time for the chat.